Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. Karen Conti, attorney at Conti Law, joining us now. And Karen, everybody's still talking about uh, this uh, mutual combat. Uh, prosecutors rejecting charges the other day for five suspects involved in that deadly Chicago shootout. Uh, can you explain what mutual combat I- is all about? What that means? Well- yeah, it's it's not something that's used very often and really not in this type of crime. Mutual combat a combat is a term that means that when two individuals are engaged in a fight intentionally but consensually, meaning they they are both fighting, they're both the aggressor and they don't hurt any bystanders or they don't damage any property. So it's like a fair fight between two people. And in those situations, um, that's it's like a, a sort of a, a defense. Now, you don't see that very often. You see that sometimes in like domestic battery, where let's say one person is the aggressor, but that aggressor then gets injured by the other party. And then that might be a defensive mutual combatant. But this just doesn't rise to that level in my view of course we don't know everything but if you're in a car and you drive by and you pull out a gun and start shooting how is that a mutual combatant situation it just doesn't it doesn't it doesn't ring true here yeah i you know i googled that phrase and uh, the definition i i saw was uh, a fight into which both parties enter willingly or in which two persons upon a sudden quarrel and in hot blood mutually fight upon equal terms yeah that doesn't that that doesn't seem to fit the definition in any way shape or form no it doesn't Uh, and and so i so i don't understand that that uh the comment from the prosecutor now there could be other reasons why charges were not brought it could be that nobody is talking it could be that no one is going to testify against each other because of the gang uh relationships but a lot of this was on videotape. It was on the body cam. So you think there would be some charge at all, if not just illegal use of a gun. I mean, mm-hmm. it just doesn't make any sense that these people walk completely free, because if anyone is dangerous in this world, it's a person with a gun who's willing to take it out and shoot into a house. No kidding. Uh, also in the news, the Facebook whistleblower. And I, I was wondering about this business of uh, the documents that she took with her when she left. Is that legal? Well, that could that could be something she could be sued for. Now, if she's a whistleblower and she goes to uh, the Senate or she goes to the SEC, that's one thing. And then she's protected. So she, the company cannot retaliate against her. Otherwise, they could be sued. But if you take those documents and you give them to the press, that's a different story. That's not covered by whistleblower law. And that could be some breach of a contract. It could be some breach of, um, you know, some confidentiality that she had. It could be defamation if she's saying things that aren't true. So she takes a risk by giving these kinds of things to the press. Could there be civil lawsuits filed against Facebook for any of this? 
Well, you know, I think it's interesting because if it's true that Facebook is creating a situation that's, say, harmful to teenagers by encouraging or, um, you know, facilitating young girls having eating disorders or whatever it is that they're saying, you can imagine that some parents uh, of children who may commit suicide or harm themselves could say, you know, Facebook's responsible for this because my daughter's on Facebook eight hours a day. I think we're going to see those lawsuits, especially if what this whistleblower saying is true. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Kyle Rittenhouse, uh, his murder trial about uh, a month away. And let's see, the uh, the attorneys argued that Wisconsin hunting laws allowed him to carry the gun he used to kill two people and injure a third. Uh, what's your take on this case, Karen? Well, this is going to be interesting. What what happened yesterday was kind of interesting, too. There was a, a self-defense expert that Rittenhouse wants to call to tell the jury what happened, play, play by play, blow by blow, and what was a reasonable self-defense. To, uh, because obviously he is going to defend himself by saying that he shot only when he thought he was going to be killed by these bystanders. Um, and, you know, the judges, you know, the judge was kind of wary about that, saying, you know, the jury gets to decide that a, 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 an expert doesn't have the uh, expertise to say what was reasonable and what was not reasonable. There's, there's a lot of interesting legal issues, and you're right. The issue of whether or not he should have even been carrying a gun, that may not even come into the trial because it may not even be relevant to the issue of whether he uh, used reasonable def- uh, force defending himself. It could be completely excluded from the jury. Karen Cotty on the radio, and this Sunday she will be sandwiched between uh, Dan Hampton and Ed Obradovich, uh, who will be talking about the Bears before their 3 o'clock game and then after it. And then uh, while the game is on, you've got Karen on the radio here. And what a sandwich. <laughs> we'll talk to you uh, here next Wednesday morning. Thanks, as always, Karen. All right, take care.